All right, today's broadcast here on The Remnant, how do we know we're hearing from God? How do we know we're hearing from God? Pastor Todd Coconado here, and we're gonna get into this question today because a lot of people are confused. They say, Pastor, I don't know if I'm hearing from God or if it's just another voice in my head. Is it my own desires or am I even worse? Am I hearing from a demon? Is it Satan that's putting these thoughts in my head? And I think it's God. Well. This is a very important subject matter, and we need to know this as a believer in Christ. So we're going to get into this today. How do I know I'm hearing from God? All right, stay tuned, and we're going to talk about this very important subject. All right, everybody, I want to welcome you to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, and we are going to get into today the question, how do I know I'm hearing from God? Life is full of decisions that do not have absolute specific by name how to instructions you know for our life even in the bible now the bible i call it the basic instructions before leaving earth everything from a spiritual standpoint will be in there everything you need to know every tool you need everything that you need to fight your battle how you you know if you want to know god you get into the word Uh, that's why i'm so word focused especially these days with all the deception out there. So I highly encourage everybody to get into the word of God, because as I always say, I've never seen somebody that loves God's word be unsuccessful in life. It is the basic instructions before leaving earth. It's a great acronym, the Bible. It's, it's, it's a manual for life, but it doesn't answer every single question. For instance, let's just give an example. How long should my kids spend on screens? You know, is it okay to play certain video games? You know, am I allowed to go on a date with a coworker? Is it okay to miss work because I stayed up too late the night before? Listen, we all have notions about the truth, but how do we know for sure that these ideas are coming from God? Am I hearing God or am I only hearing myself? Or worse yet, am I hearing the temptations of Satan disguised as the leading of the Holy Spirit? And sometimes distinguishing our own ideas from God's leading is difficult. And what if our urges are actually coming from the enemy? of our souls and not from God. How do we take every thought captive in accordance with 2 Corinthians 10.5 when we aren't sure where the thoughts are coming from? Well, this is what I want to discuss today because I think it's important. You know, most commonly God communicates through the Bible, his inspired word, and it's preserved through the centuries for us today. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is living. It's through the word that we're sanctified, according to uh, John 17.17. And the word is a lamp unto our path or light unto our feet. Uh, Psalms 119.105. God can also guide us through the circumstances. That's in 2 Corinthians 2.12. The promptings of the spirit that we hear about in Galatians 5.16. And godly mentors providing wise counsel, uh, as mentioned in Proverbs 12.15. If God wants to speak to us, nothing can stop him. But I want to give you some ways today that you can discern the source of your thoughts. Because this is where I think a lot of people are getting messed up. And because they don't have the, um, you know, the, the strength or the confidence to believe that they're hearing from God themselves, what they're doing is they're going to others and they're relying on others' words, others' promptings. And I'm not saying that uh, all the people that they go to are bad because they may have some good people in their life that actually do speak wise counsel. But there are some people that don't have that or they're going to some of these gurus that are out there that are giving bad counsel and it's not from God. So we're going to equip you today to understand how to know something is from God because the deal is we want to see you grow. And listen, this is something I had to learn because I go all around the body of Christ. 
I preach in different places. I've been in many, many different churches over the years. And sometimes people come up to me and they say, I have a word for you. And they give me some word. Now, here's the thing. I can take that word and I can receive it or I can just literally toss it because it wasn't from God. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm just being real today. There's a lot of people that have given me off words. They say something and I just know right away in my spirit it's not from God. I'm not rude to them. I'm not mean to them. I just say thank you and then I pray about it. And so the first thing that we need to do is we need to pray. Okay, when you hear a word, either either a voice in your head or something that somebody said to you, the first thing you need to do is take it to prayer. So if we're confused about whether or not we're hearing from God, it's a good thing to pray for wisdom. In fact, I'll give you a scripture for that. It's James 1.5. Pray for wisdom. God will give it to you. I'm telling you, there's times when I'm missing something. I'll give you an example. Like I can't find my wallet or my keys. And I'll say, Lord, remind me where my wallet is, please. Lord, can you please lead me to my keys? I'm telling you, a thought will come into my head. I know you know what I'm talking about if you've done this before. Literally, like that. And all of a sudden, I know where my keys are. A second before that, before I prayed, I didn't know that. That's the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, it can get more complicated. For instance, if I need to go on a trip and I, I have a, a, you know, a lot of un, unsettled, like it's like it's restless. I'm restless about the trip. In other words, like I don't feel good about it. There's something not right. And somebody's trying to tell me, no, you have to come here. You have to come here. And inside my spirit, I'm like, no, I don't feel that at all. In fact, I feel the opposite. I feel like I'm not supposed to go. I've learned to listen to the voice, okay? I've learned to listen to the voice. And the reason I do that is because I've made many mistakes in not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so I've come to understand when I have a check in my spirit. I've come to understand when I'm wrestling and there's not peace over a matter, it's probably because God doesn't want me to do it. So I always say, follow the peace, Follow the peace. That's a really good way. If you have a, a, a lot of peace in your heart and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and God's not giving you a prompting or an unction or some reason to, to be unsettled, that's a good sign. So here's what we do. We pray, okay, according to James 1.5. It's good to pray for wisdom even when we think, uh, you know, we have wisdom. In other words, even when you think, you know, you got it, it's still good. You know, Lord, if I'm wrong or if, I'm, if there's something I'm not seeing, show me. Give me eyes to see. He will do that, okay? We should ask God to make his will, his will be known to us very clearly. Lord, I want your will. I learned this a long time ago, and I'm gonna share this with you. If you pray for something you want, that's fine. You can do that. But the best thing to do is just pray, God, I want your will. In everything, whether it's a spouse that you're praying for, a job that you're praying for, uh, if you're praying for something that you really don't know how to pray, and that's where we can even get in our spiritual language and just start praying in, in other tongues and, and asking the Lord because we don't know how to pray. We don't know how to pray, but that's a way that we can pray is through other tongues. And I'm going to teach you about that a little bit more in coming weeks, but I think it's important to understand the spiritual language. But we can also pray just, Lord, I want your will. I want your will in this situation. You will never go wrong praying God's will. You'll never go wrong praying God's will because that's the best case scenario and you won't won't be disappointed by what he does either when we pray our will there's there's disappointment that comes because sometimes god doesn't want to answer that prayer because he knows that it would actually be a detriment to us it would be a negative but see we can't see past the wall so we don't know what's coming in the future god is omnipresent he's omnipotent 
And so he understands, he's outside of the constraints of time. He knows what would happen if he answered that prayer. And even though it sounds good to you, he's specifically not answering it to protect you. Somebody needs to hear this. And you've been praying and praying and praying and asking God for this thing. Please, God, why aren't you giving me this? Why aren't you giving me this? And there's, a, there's, a, there's something that's blocking it. And you're wondering why. It's, it's probably God's protection. Or for some reason, he doesn't want to grant that prayer because he knows it would be a negative for you. And so this is why I started praying in accordance to the will of God, because I started realizing, you know what? There's no better option than to pray for the will of God. That's the best thing. So when we pray, here's the other thing. We must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That's James 1, 6. We don't want to be tossed to and fro. We don't want to be like those people that are tossed left and right and to and fro to every wind of doctrine. Listen, I really believe this is an important subject in this hour, and that's why I've been nailing this so much lately, is because I, I see the deception out there, and I see the, the people that have, that have come into the Christian world that are they're charlatans, whether they realize it or not, fleecing the saints, confusing the saints, saying things that aren't in the Scripture. So we've got to make sure we take these things to prayer. I also see a lot of people that think they're hearing from God, and they're like running around with ch like chickens with their heads cut off. They're very confused, very confused. And, and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you're walking around in confusion, that's not God. So this is why we've got to learn to hear the voice of the Lord, and we've got to learn to hear it clearly. So we pray. When we pray, we must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. If we have no faith, we should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. If we have no faith, we should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Talk to God in prayer and earnestly wait for his answer. But you got to keep in mind that God doesn't give us everything we desire, as I just said. And sometimes his answer is no. And we've got to be okay with that. He's a good father. It's just like my little daughter. Sometimes she'll want something. And I want to give it to her because I love her and she's precious to me. But sometimes it's a no. And she may cry and she may throw a fit. But I know what's best for her because I'm her father. I'm wiser. I'm older. I've lived life. I've experienced life. She's brand new to the world. And so something may, may be appealing to her, but I know it could harm her. And so that's me wanting to be protective. God is the same way. He loves us so much that he won't answer bad prayers. And we can't be like that little child that throws a tantrum. We've got to trust him. That's why it's good to pray his will. His will is the best place to be. And um, if God says no, we can thank him for the clarity of the direction. And here's what you do. You move on. All right, here's the second one, okay? The second one, which I think is important. Study the word. Study the word of God. I can't nail this enough. Study the word of God. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. The Bible is called God's word for a reason. It's the primary way that God speaks to us. Did you hear me? It's the primary way God speaks to us. It's also the way to learn about God's character and his dealings with people throughout history. How we say a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. All scripture is breathed out by God and is the guide for a righteous life. How do I know this? Well, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. And while we speak to God in prayer, he speaks to us through his word. As we read, we must consider the words of the Bible to be the very words of God as they are. Any thought, desire, 
inclination or urge that we might have must be brought to the word of God for comparison and approval. I'm going to say that again. Any thought, desire, inclination, or urge we have must be brought to the word of God for comparison and approval. Let the Bible be the judge of every thought. Here's what it says. It says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Boom. It's Hebrews 4.12. No matter how urgent the urge, it, it, if it goes against the scripture, then it's not from God and it must be rejected. I'm going to say this again. No matter how urgent the urge, if it goes against what scripture says, then it is not of God and it must be rejected because that's for your protection. So first we pray, we ask for wisdom, we ask for discernment, we go to the Holy Spirit, then we, we study the word of God. We get into the scripture and we say, look, does this, uh, comp- how does this compare? Any thought, any desire, any inclination, any urge that we have must be brought to the word of God for comparison and approval. Bam, that's it. Now, no matter how urgent the urge, if it goes against scripture, then it's not God and it can be rejected. There's your answer. Okay, here's the next one. Very important. Number three, follow the Lord's leading. Follow the Lord's leading, his Holy Spirit. You can say follow the Holy Spirit's leading. The Holy Spirit is God, by the way. A divine being with a mind, with emotions, with a will. He is always with us, according to Psalm 139, 7 through 8. His purposes include interceding for us. Thank you, Jesus. I know I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful he intercedes for us. Romans 8, 26 through 27. And he gives gifts to benevolency. He gives gifts to, to benefit the church. He's a benevolent God. He's an extravagant God. He gives gifts to benefit his body, the ecclesia. That's uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, excuse me, 12, 7 through 11, if you're taking notes. The Holy Spirit wills to fill us, by the way, and produce in us his good fruit. Galatians 5, 22 through 25. No matter what decisions we're making day to day, we can't go wrong when we exhibit his love his joy, his peace, etc., to the glory of God. When we have a random thought pop into our heads, we must learn to what? Test the spirits. Test the spirits. That's what uh, 1 John 4, 1 says. You know, will following this inclination lead to more Christ-likeness or will it lead me astray? Will dwelling on this thought produce more of the fruit of the spirit in me? The Holy Spirit will never lead us to gratify the sinful desires of flesh. There's a lot of good nuggets in in this broadcast today, if you're getting this. I want to say it again, because if you're writing this down, make sure you write this one down. The Holy Spirit will never lead us to gratify the sinful desires of the flesh. He will always lead us towards sanctification. If we seek God, if we're seeking him in our life, he's going to lead us to consecration, sanctification. He's going to lead us to a more righteous path. And, and a path, by the way, that the anointing will be upon us because we're in the will of God, the perfect will of God, and you're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. You're going to see the Holy Spirit using you, divine appointments, open doors, divine favor, divine blessing. This is how you get it. Very important. So 
Will, will dwelling on this thought produce more fruit of the Spirit in me? That's a good question. Will dwelling on this thought produce more fruit of the Spirit in me? I think, I think that's a huge deal because a lot of people are saying, God said, God said, God said, but there's no fruit. Or they're, they're literally going off what the Word of God says. Well, you, the, the Bible's not going to contradict himself. The, the, the Scripture's not going to contradict God. The, the word in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And what was the word? The word was God. The word became flesh in Christ. He is the living word. The same yesterday, today, and forever. The Holy Spirit will never lead us to gratify the sinful desires of the flesh. Never. He will always lead us towards sanctification. Life on earth is a spiritual battle. The enemy is eager to supply diversions, distractions, to take us away from God's will. We must be vigilant to ensure that what we heed is more than a feeling, but is truly from God himself. There's a lot of people being led by emotion. There's a lot of people being led by this feels good. This feels good. That's why I want to do it, Pastor, because it feels good. Don't be led by emotion. Be led by the Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do? Okay, we're going to go into prayer. Lord, is this you? Is this you, Holy Spirit? I want to know. Give me an inkling. Give me an unction. We're going to pray. We're going to ask God for wisdom. We're going to talk to God in prayer, and we're going to earnestly wait for an answer. Number two, we're going to study the word. It's it's called God's word for a reason. And any thought, any, any desire, any inclination, or any urge that we have must be brought to the word of God for comparison and approval. And we're going to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. Okay, we're going to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. The enemy's eager to supply diversions and distractions to take us away from God's will. We must be vigilant to ensure that we will heed, excuse me, what we will heed is more than a feeling, but is truly from God himself. See, we got to remember, God wants to show us the right path. He's not in the business of hiding his will from those who seek him. He says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. This is the problem. There's a lot of people that are fearful to draw near to God for some reason. I don't know why. So they feel like they got to hear it from someone else. I, I'm all for apostles and prophets and teachers and pastors and evangelists. The fivefold, it's important that we're tethered to the body, that we're listening to good sermons. Nothing wrong with that. But the key is my sheep hear my voice. God wants to show us the right path. You don't have to have a guru to to guide every step you make. Now, you can go and get wise counsel. That's wisdom. But but you can't make it where it's a dependency. Then it becomes an idol in our life. So here's some good questions to ask as we examine whether or not we're hearing from God. Number one, are the promptings confusing or vague? God is not the author of confusion. If the promptings are confusing or vague, then it's not God. He is the bringer of peace. Do, do, um, so, you know, here's a scripture of that. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Here's another question. Do the thoughts go against God's word? God will never contradict himself. Never, 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 never. He'll never contradict himself. Understand this. Here's another question. Will following these promptings lead to sin? Will following these promptings lead to sin? If they lead to sin, it's definitely not God. So let's go through them again, okay? Are the promptings confusing and vague? God is not an author of confusion. He's a bringer of peace. Do the thoughts go against God's word? God will not contradict himself. 
Will following these promptings lead to sin? Those who keep in step with the Spirit have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That's Galatians 5, 24 through 25. In addition, by the way, it's good to seek counsel from Christian friends, family members, or pastors. There's nothing wrong with that. Proverbs 15, 22. Our pastors are there to help shepherd us, having confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give, must give account. That's Hebrews 13, 17. So I'm going to say this again. In addition, it's good to seek counsel from Christian friends, family members, or pastors in accordance to Proverbs 15, 22. And our pastors, our shepherds are there to, to guide us. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give account. Now, here's the asterisk in this. Some pastors are in the flesh. Some, some leaders in the church are in the flesh. Some people are off. Maybe they got off over the course of some years. Maybe they started off well, but they got prideful or they became manipulative or they even became narcissistic. And so this is why as a shepherd, I care about you enough to say, look, I'm not against wise counsel. I'm not against going to the fivefold. In fact, just opposite. I'm all for that. That's a good thing. But unfortunately, there are people that take advantage. I've, I've seen shepherds over the years, pastors. I'm going to call them pastors, not really shepherds because they weren't shepherding. They don't like to shepherd. They don't even like to deal with the people. They don't even want to talk to the people. They only want to preach and that's it. Well, that's not a shepherd. I know others that, that, are, that are very manipulative in the fact that they don't want you leaving their church. They're going to manipulate just to try to keep you to stay at the church. They're going to tell you, oh, if you leave, this is going to happen. If you leave, things are going to get bad. Well, listen, you know what? God doesn't operate in one church only. And if he's leading you out, there's a reason. This is why you have to know and trust the prompting. Now, here's the other side of that coin is that sometimes the enemy's trying to get you out of there. And maybe that's because you're getting healing, you're getting deliverance. So you got to look at the situation and say, what's the fruit of me being here? Am I growing? Am I in a healthy place? Is my family safe here? Are we getting deeper in our faith or are we staying at the same stagnant place? Have we become apathetic? Have we become complacent? What, what is the fruit of me being planted here? And that's what you got to ask yourself. But see, the reason why I'm, I'm having this conversation today is because a lot of people are deceived because they don't know how to hear from God. And so they're relying on a person and, hey, praise God if that person's on point and they're, they're a good shepherd and they're leading you the right direction. Then praise God, you're, you're protected and that's a good thing. But some of you are in a place where you shouldn't be. But because of your lack of confidence in hearing from God, you've stayed there because you've allowed manipulation to keep you there. And, and God has something bigger for you. So that's why, look, if you're listening to this message today, God may have led you here for a reason to wake you up, to speak to your situation. Maybe you've already known this in your spirit, but it's a confirmation. By the way, confirmation in the mouth of two or more witnesses, my word shall be established. When I'm not sure if something's from God, I go through these steps. I go through these steps. I, I First, I pray. I seek the Lord. I ask the Holy Spirit, is this you? Very important. Then what do I do? I get into the word of God and I, and I look for something that will uh, validate what's been said. Is this in accordance to scripture? What else do I do? I follow the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit. I follow the peace. I follow the peace. I ask the Lord. And then I ask the Lord for confirmation. In the mouth of two or more witnesses, my word will be established. 
So it's, I don't have a problem with seeking good counsel as long as it's really good counsel and not some manipulator and not some narcissist. But I got to tell you, there are people out there that are doing this for their own glory and that are doing it for their own reasons and their own benefit. And they're going to try to manipulate you to keep you because you bring something to the table that they want. They don't want you to leave. Can I be real for a minute? You got to know the scripture, pray and hear from the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand this. God doesn't want us to fail. He doesn't want you to fail. The more we listen to God, then the better we will be at distinguishing his voice from the other voices in our head. Jesus is the good shepherd. He gives us a promise, by the way. He says he goes ahead of us and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. That's John 10, 4. Do you know the voice of God? I want to pray for you today. You know, others may speak, but the sheep do not listen to them. The better we know our shepherd, the good shepherd, the less we'll have to worry about heeding the wrong voice. Have you been listening to voices that are not from God? Well, I believe God led you here today. What I want to do is I want to pray for you for clarity, for wisdom, for an unction of the spirit. And I want you to follow these steps that we gave today because this will set you up for success. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for every person that's listened to the broadcast today. I feel your presence here, Lord. I know you're moving. And Lord, I just want to ask that you would just put such a clarity and a peace on every saint in this place. A clarity and a peace that passes understanding, Lord God. That they would know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, they know that they know that they know how to hear your voice. Let them hear you clearer in this season. I pray that they would seek your face and pray and get into your word and listen to your Holy Spirit and allow things to be confirmed in the mouth of two or more witnesses. Don't let us jump into something that's not of you, Lord. I pray for your anointing, your guidance, and your protection in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, did you get something out of today's broadcast? I hope you did. I hope you did. Play it again if you need to because there's some really good nuggets in there. God is not done moving. He's not done in your life, but he doesn't want you to be confused. He doesn't want you to be deceived. He doesn't want you to be lied to. He's a good shepherd. He's a good father. He just wants you to be led of his spirit. He wants you to seek him. He wants you to get in his presence, dwell in the secret place of the most high. It's so important that we do this. And so God is growing us deeper in this season. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, he says. My sheep hear my voice. He's a good father. He's such a good father. All right, you can go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. I got a new book out called Come Out From Among Them. You can go to pastortodbook.com, pastortodbook.com. And uh, we're going to be doing it on the live stream on Facebook. So join us on Facebook at Real Todd Coconado. Bless you in Jesus' name.